Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's and a special welcome to our visitors who are worshiping with us today. Today we begin Holy Week. The things that happened during Holy Week are of utmost importance for us as Christians. This is a big deal. Today we'll hear more about why. Your King comes to you. We'll follow along with the order of worship as it's printed out for us in our worship folders and projected on the screen. Let's begin then with our first hymn.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. We have come into the presence of God, who created us to love and serve him as his dear children, but we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment. Therefore, let us confess our sins to him and plead for his mercy. Merciful Father in heaven, I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. But trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all your sins. By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give you strength to live according to his will. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Let us pray. We praise you, O God, for the great acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ. As he was acclaimed by those who scattered their garments and branches of palms in his path, so may we always hail him as our King and follow him with perfect confidence, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Your king comes to you, so rejoice. Our first lesson from Zechariah chapter 9 foretold our king's coming. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem 
and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. This is the word of our God. Your king comes to you, and he's your example of humility around others. All the more reason to praise him. Our second lesson from Philippians chapter 2. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of our God.
serve as the basis for our sermon. It's from Matthew chapter 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Heavenly Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, your King who has come to you. Amen. God's word we consider in the sermon today, the gospel from Matthew 21. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When an ambulance or a fire truck or a police car drives down the road past you, little children can't help but notice. They point to their moms and dads. They say, hey, look at this. But when one of those emergency vehicles has their lights going and their sirens on, they want you to notice because they have to get through, watch out, move out of the way. This is important. And when there are all kinds of emergency vehicles, all with their emergency lights and sirens going on, the whole village notices. People can tell this is not just a fire drill that's going on. This is a big deal. This is important. People start looking out their windows to see if there's some smoke anywhere. They might call their neighbors to see if they know what's going on. They'll check their phones and maybe their radios to see if there's an update. They wonder and want to know, what is it? Well, on Palm Sunday, that's effectively what Jesus did. He flipped on the lights and turned on the sirens, and everyone noticed. The whole city of Jerusalem at that time, with the Passover coming up and all the pilgrims there who had journeyed to Jerusalem, probably around two million people. All four of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they record the events of Palm Sunday for us, but each one of them emphasizes things a little differently. And what Matthew emphasizes that none of the others do is that when Jesus came to Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. There was a commotion. That's what the Spirit seeks among us today. And so we call out, Jesus, create a stir among us. Stir us to faith. Stir us to service. And stir us to praise. There was an awful lot of activity on that first Palm Sunday. There were distant relatives all gathered in Jerusalem, making arrangements for the Passover. There was the disciples, the donkeys, the crowds, and the cloaks, the children, and the cheering, the branches, and the blessing. There was so much else going on, but what was most important was Jesus. Jesus was the one orchestrating all of this, he sent the disciples to get the donkey. He knew that the people would willingly lend those donkeys. Jesus had planned all of this out. Jesus had even foretold it. He is the Lord himself, and so he led the prophets to write about it hundreds of years earlier. Jesus was the founder and the focus of Palm Sunday. With all the other activity going on, it was all about him. There's an awful lot of activity going on around this Palm Sunday too, isn't there? Yet so often you and I, 
we get caught up in all the extras and forget about what's essential. The children, they look so adorable up there singing. And they do. The palm branches, that's a nice touch. And they are. The music really drew me in. And it can. And then, what am I going to be eating for lunch later today? The next week coming up is, is pretty busy. I've got deadlines for work, and there's home projects that I've been meaning to get around to. There's activities for the kids and all kinds of Easter eggs, Easter egg hunts uh, to get ready for. There's that trip to plan. Oh, and got to get those taxes done too. Oh, and there's that championship game that I've been wanting to watch. So many extra things surrounding Palm Sunday we forget what's most important. Jesus? Uh, we just heard about him last time. Why does everyone make such a big deal out of him? On the other hand, with all the extra activity that's going on, we can get overwhelmed too. There's so much to do. How's it all going to happen? This is really difficult. Life has been really tough lately. I just want to go and crawl in a hole and be miserable all by myself. Make no mistake, if you refuse to follow your king into those gates, those gates will be closed for you on the last day. If you couldn't care less about palm branches and praising your king, then you won't hold a palm branch in eternity. If you have no interest in receiving your king, he will make it his concern to reject you. Jesus, when he entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, he didn't give an acceptance speech or inauguration address. Jesus let the scriptures do the talking. For those pilgrims who had gathered from far and wide, they had gathered there for a reason. They were following the Old Testament scriptures, getting ready to celebrate the Passover. Those were the same Old Testament scriptures that Jesus wanted them to notice and remember. Those scriptures written by Zechariah about 400 years before and Isaiah about 700 years earlier, they reminded God's people that even though you have disobeyed me, even though you have run away from me and rebelled against me, I'm going to still call you my child, daughter Zion. Watch, wait for it, look, pay attention. Your king comes to you. He comes humbly, not to make war, but to bring peace to you. Your king comes gently, riding on a donkey. On a donkey, that is a beast of transportation and it carries things kind of like a pickup truck. Not on a horse that would be ridden by a king or ridden into battle. Your king thought this so important that God himself came to you. God in the person of Jesus came to you to be your substitute. He came gently. When he was arrested, he didn't fight back. When he was accused, he didn't raise his voice or argue about it. When he was condemned to death on a cross, he went willingly for you. Your king comes to you.
He was called the son of David that day, King David. And he was very much like his father David in this. Just as King David won all kinds of battles and victories for God's people, the Israelites, this king, the son of David, Jesus, he won our victory over death and over sin and over our greatest enemies. Just as Jesus came gently and humbly on that first Palm Sunday, he still comes to us today, gently in his word, to bring us peace, not condemnation. Jesus, create a stir among us. Stir us to faith in you. Also stir us to service. The fire departments in our area oftentimes have brat fries. I think we all know about those. They're a big deal. And they'll invite people to bring donations of food or other items. A lot of people go to the brat fries. Delicious food there, a great way to support our local fire departments. Our fire departments in this area oftentimes will also ask for volunteers to train and respond to emergencies. Police departments in our area We'll look for ways to form partnerships with individuals and companies in the community for communication and to solve problems. So many different ways that we can serve and support those who help to keep us safe. That's what Jesus did on Palm Sunday, too. He enlisted people to help, to serve him. And he still does that today for you and me. Three out of the four Gospels talk about how Jesus sent two disciples ahead to get the donkey. But did you realize that none of the Gospels tell us who those disciples were? And that's okay. Because when we are serving Jesus, it's not about making our name known. It's about making his name known. Just like our second lesson said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. We seek to raise his name and exalt him and make him known. Those two disciples, Jesus didn't send them to go and get their own donkeys. They sent them to go and get somebody else's. Would that have been a little bit awkward for you? Go and ask someone else for something for Jesus? But regardless of whether you're offering something of your own, or helping to coordinate some service for Jesus, asking others to help, you can do so confidently. You can do that for the one who gave up everything for you as he died on the cross. Those crowds on Palm Sunday, as they took off their outer garments, their cloaks, and laid them on the road, did you notice no one had to tell them to do that? Matthew doesn't record Peter getting out a bullhorn and saying, all right, everybody, now it's time to lay down your cloaks and you, go get some palm branches. They just did it. When we see something that needs doing, we don't have to be asked. We simply seek to serve our Savior. And when they laid their cloaks on the road, what do you think happened to those cloaks? They got stepped on by dusty, stinky feet. They got trampled on by animals and carts. They probably got stains on them. 
They were probably pretty smelly. Maybe they got ripped. Some of them even got ruined. But those who served Jesus in that way, they didn't have to worry about giving up some of their belongings, some of their possessions. They knew what Psalm 24 said. We sang it earlier. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Jesus, who is the Lord, can replace and even multiply anything we give in service to him. If it's going to support bringing Jesus to other people, if it's for the cause of Jesus and his salvation and the message of that coming to others, anything, how can I serve Jesus? Notice that about the disciples too. Those two disciples who went to get the donkey, they didn't say, oh, Jesus, why us? What about the other ten? Shouldn't they be doing something too? Why did you pick us? Everyone should have it equal. All the disciples should be putting in just as much time and travel as I am. No. They considered it an honor and an opportunity to serve Jesus. So with us today too. Jesus, create a stir among us. Stir us to serve you. And also stir us to praise you. This past Monday was a pretty difficult day down in Nashville, Tennessee. Just after 10 o'clock in the morning, an armed intruder broke through the doors of a grade school and started shooting. The 911 calls were coming in. There's someone shooting in our school. Hurry, send someone. Please help us. A lot of people are barricaded in their rooms. Some have been able to escape, but there's so many that are caught. Hurry, send help. Some of the people who called 911 asked the operators, can you please pray with me? The engines were revving up. The sirens were blaring. The lights were spinning. Emergency vehicles and personnel from all over the city were descending upon that grade school. And about 14 minutes after the first 911 call came in, the threat was neutralized. Children were safe again. The adults could breathe again. If it was one of your children or one of your grandchildren in that school that morning, and then at lunchtime you were able to hold them and eat a meal with them again, how would you feel about those emergency responders, the police officers, the ambulance drivers, the firefighters? Would you want to give them a big hug? Would you want to buy them a meal? Would you want to send them a card or look for other ways of expressing your gratitude? Absolutely we would. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, the crowds shouted, Hosanna. And I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way, but when they shouted Hosanna, that was their 911 call. And when they shouted Hosanna, that was also their thank you. Jesus, come and save us. The word Hosanna means save us now. They needed Jesus' salvation. So do we all. And Jesus had come to save them, and he delivered on that salvation, and they praised him for it. Saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. 
God had promised to send a descendant of David who would be punished by humans, but he would also set up an eternal kingdom. No, he would be punished by humans, but not for his own sin, for ours. He's saying, Hosanna in the highest heaven. The people on Palm Sunday, they needed salvation And that could only come from the highest heaven, from God himself. But God had come. Emmanuel came to them, God with us, on Palm Sunday. And those crowds were determined that their praises would resound to the highest heaven. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That is taken from Psalm 118. If you have an opportunity later today, read through Psalm 118 and all the many ways It foretells and speaks of the promised Savior. Psalm 118 even talks about palm branches and carrying them in a parade toward the temple of the Lord. It talks about the stone the builders have rejected has become the capstone. It talks about how the Lord has become our salvation. I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. But the words that Matthew highlights here, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, that highlights how Jesus came to fulfill God's promises, to carry out God's word, to uphold the Lord's reputation in the name of the Lord. Jesus alone, he had the special favor and blessing from God to complete that mission. They were praising him for it. Today, It's not really about how loud we are or how beautiful the music is or that we remember all the words exactly correctly, although Jesus is certainly worthy of all of that. Today is about Jesus. He came to save us. He saved us from our indifference, from our selfishness. He saved us from our misery. He saved us from the most terrifying death ever. He saved us so that we would live in his kingdom in peace always. Jesus, create a stir among us today, stirring us to praise you. One of the 911 calls down in Nashville on Monday was from the lead pastor of that church that the school was connected to. He wasn't at the school at the time, but he was on his way. He had heard about the shooting. He was calling 911 just to make sure that the emergency authorities knew about it. He said, I'm on my way. I'm going there. I've got to be there. I want to help. I want to do something. But the 911 operator told that lead pastor, don't go in. Let the police do their job. Stand aside for now. With all the crowds on Palm Sunday and all the ways they were praising and the disciples were serving the Lord, they needed to stand aside. Because this week, it's time for Jesus to do his job. Only he can save us. And only he has saved us. For this, we owe him our thanks. It's all about him. That's what everyone asked. Who is this? It's Jesus of Nazareth, the prophet from there. He is our Savior. So Jesus, 
Create a stir among us today. Stir us to faith in you as our salvation. Stir us to serve you so that others may hear of your salvation. And stir us to praise you as we watch eagerly this week to see you win our salvation. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. We continue with prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the King of heaven and earth. Though you are one with God the Father and Lord of all, you humbled yourself and became one with us. Cause our voices to blend with those who sang your praises as you rode into Jerusalem. Move us to confess you before others as our Lord. Help us to proclaim the message of peace and forgiveness to people of all nations. Bless the nations of this world with wise rulers and good government. Let peace prevail. Grant success to the businesses and industries of our land to serve for the common good. Cause all employers to be honest and fair-minded and lead all employees to be diligent and faithful. Look with favor on our nation's schools. Be with those who teach and with those who learn. Comfort the sick and the afflicted with the assurance of your care and protection. Strengthen the faith of the dying. And Heavenly Father, please watch over Bob Kober with his recent health challenges. His lung situation is on track now but he has been experiencing some heart issues. Please bless the medication for that and grant recovery and health according to your goodwill. Help us all to praise you for sending Jesus, our physician of body and soul, and hold the Kober family in your gracious care. We also ask you to bring peace and comfort to all who are mourning down in Nashville, Tennessee. We ask you please to give our government and all agencies wisdom as they seek how to hone responses to these kinds of situations. Uh, please help everyone to look to you, Lord, in times of trouble and distress. And hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions.
Dear Savior, as we walk with you this week toward Calvary, keep us focused on your purpose for coming into this world and on our calling to spread this wonderful message of salvation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for our next hymn, 415.
Almighty God, we thank you for teaching us the things you want us to believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit to keep your word in pure hearts, that we may be strengthened in faith, guided in holiness, and comforted in life and in death. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Thank you.